Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, this is Note to Self, and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q&As and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right, y'all. So I hope y'all are buckled up for today's episode of Ask P. This is my advice column episode where y'all write in questions. You give me all the context, all the details, and I give you surprisingly solicited advice. I can't believe anyone's asking me for advice, but we can talk about that another day. (laughs) I feel like an absolute disaster right now. Uh, I will say there isn't much of a life update. We have a few wrenches in the plan um, here in DC and with the next few months, but I'll share more information about that when the right time comes and we have things kind of figured out. So for that reason, I don't really have much of a life update because I don't know what the fuck is going on and I don't even know what to update y'all with. I will say I am settling into DC life swimmingly. I am currently recording this overlooking the beautiful river view that I have from my little office. we got a two bedroom apartment here. And when you're listening to this, actually, if you're listening to it, the day it comes out, I will actually be sharing my move in vlog and the apartment tour on YouTube. So you guys can actually see where I am right now. I think you're going to like it a lot. I also did a full overhaul of like rental furniture, Amazon favorites, all the things. And y'all just kind of move into the apartment with me and I link all of that stuff in the video. So I'm really excited to share that with y'all. Otherwise I've been trying to get into a groove here. I feel like the first week or two really has been like making all of those trips to like the store and getting the garbage bag, the toilet paper, the Benadryl, and I forgot something, and then I got to go puff something, and then I need tampons, and I need organizers for under the sink, and I need cleaners, and like, it's just been missing thing after thing, you know, getting the Wi-Fi, getting my car delivered, so it's been a whole thing that's also documented in the vlog, the car drama, y'all, the shipping the car, good God, (laughs) I've never known a more disorganized system than car shipment across the country. It is very confusing. So again, I will share more about that in the vlog. And my life update is really one, I don't know what's going on ever. And two, I am enjoying DC, simply put, besides the nail salon drama that I shared with y'all on Instagram stories, where there is no nail salon here that takes under two hours to do 
my nails. <laughs> no one is in a hurry. I'm like, what? Isn't this like the political capital of like, I don't know, the world, one of them, if not the, like, aren't people doing shit? Why, why do I need to sit at a nail salon during the middle of the day and pay someone to hold my hands down for hours while I have to work? Some of us have to like do their job. (laughs) And all the nail salons also like closed like 6 PM. I'm like, where the fuck do people go to get their nails? If you're like a working gal, I tried bliss nails. I feel like from around here. I tried bliss nails. They actually did a great job there in Arlington because I was looking for somewhere to park. DC has like no parking and I don't want to take the Metro. Please don't DM me to tell me to take the Metro. It's just not my, I'm not vibing with the Metro idea right now. Maybe I'll come around to it one day, but I needed somewhere to park. I drove out to Arlington, Virginia, and I did enjoy the service. The nails look pretty good, but it took so long. I was literally sweating. Like I was about to go to a full fledged, like mental breakdown. I kind of did when I got home, I left my house at one for like a quick nail appointment. And I got back at 5 PM. <laughs> I literally could not function. And boys will never understand this absolute drama and terror that comes from sitting at the nail salon, sweating and having your hands held down and not being able to use them. Like there's only so much podcast I can really listen to, you know? So I'm still on the hunt for my favorite nail salon. It's kind of looking like I might have to go back to bliss nails, but I'll probably have to just like make an appointment on a weekend and like download a Netflix movie or something. I just will figure it out. The anxiety is real. But other than that drama and the car drama, which you guys will see on Sunday, things are going pretty well for me here. And I really like DC. It's like blazing hot outside. I honestly like DC might because our apartment's great even when it's raining, which y'all know I don't vibe with the rain. I moved to Los Angeles and lived there for six years because I don't want to see rain if I don't have to. And it kind of rains a lot here, but it's kind of beautiful to look at. So kind of strange that I'm loving it so much, to be honest. I've also started getting a little bit of a social life here. I've met up with some mostly friends of friends, as I've told y'all in my episode about moving. I don't remember what number that is, but it's very obvious in the title. So you can go back and see about making friends when you're moving and just kind of how to create a whole new social scene. A big thing I do is reach out to friends of friends. And luckily I had a few actually reach out to me and I've gotten drinks with people. I've gotten drinks with some of the wives and girlfriends of players on Joe's team. Everyone's been really, really welcoming. And that's been helpful just to get me out of the apartment. And again, I'm just trying to make my schedule here. It's hard to like start your life in a place, especially with work. I'm still looking for an assistant. I actually have my assistant candidates narrowed down and I've contacted them and we're going to go through some interview process. So I'm just really excited to get the most out of DC that I can while I'm here. And that's my life update. I guess that was kind of an update. That was enough to say, right? But there are some bigger updates coming here in the near future, but I will let y'all know about those when I know what's going on. So one wonderful thing about the Ask P episodes is I get to not think about my own problems and I get to think about y'all's problems. I do want to give a disclaimer to this. I don't know you really in your life and the person who knows about your situation the most is you and whoever else is involved. So take my suggestions and my opinions with a grain of salt You don't need to take me too seriously because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about at the end of the day. So you trust yourself more than me for sure, or 
please do. That's kind of what this podcast really is all about. I feel like at the end of the day, a lot of the episodes boil down to trusting yourself, whether it's health related or an ask P column episode or relationship related or work related. I feel like that's kind of what all of my episodes boil down to because it's such an important theme in my life. And when I lose sight of my trust for myself, I feel like my confidence starting to wane. I feel like I'm looking to other people who don't fully understand my situation or care as much as me to solve problems and to get advice from. And I just feel like for me, I know that I know best, but it is, it is good to have some, you know, alternate opinions, but at the end of the day, you know, best. So if I'm answering your question today, please do not get offended. Please do not do exactly what I say just because I said it. I feel like you guys already know that, but I just need to give that disclaimer. Also, if you're looking to submit a question to ask P you guys can check in the show notes. I have some forms where you can anonymously submit your advice questions, please in the standard form of these advice column episodes, please give me context and details. Don't just send me like a two sentence question because I like to know all of the information before I'm actually like, you know, giving you any kind of advice as much as I can know. Also, you will see forms for other episodes I plan on doing like a juicy confession. Again, these are anonymous. I will not see your email, your name, anything. So Juicy confession, um, a little act of love, things that you do for your loved ones to show them that you love them or vice versa, your most embarrassing story, and your icks. I also have one for simple pleasures. These are all things I'm kind of just aggregating data. I'm learning a little bit more about y'all, and then I want to do future episodes sharing these things, hopefully with guests um, who align with each of the episodes. I just feel like it's kind of fun to get some information for y'all. So all of those forms are in the show notes. And the advice column one should be like first. So feel free to submit to the ask P advice column. I do these episodes once a month. All right. So let's get started. I have chosen four questions somewhat at random. I did see like some keywords in there. So I was trying to make them all about like relationships, obviously friendships and social life, things like that. And then also romantic relationships. And if you didn't give me a name, I'm just going to give you a fake name. And I'm sorry if the fake name is your real name. I'm guessing at random. And what are the odds of that? Okay. So question number one is from Olivia. Let's call you. Okay. Hi, I would love to get some feedback on a situation with my friend. I haven't talked to one of my best friends in over six months. And I feel like both of us are too afraid to be the first one to call. It's one of those friendships where it feels like no time has passed whenever we talk and we get along great. But if neither of us has reached out, is it worth it to try and salvage the friendship or should I take the no contact as an answer on its own? It's a hard situation because we've been friends for over a decade and we live in different states. But I would love to get your opinion on whether I'm overthinking and should just suck it up and call and check in on her or let it go and let the contact happen whenever she reaches out. To be honest, we are both similar uh, people who don't need to be constantly contacting our friends, but given how well we know each other and the need to catch up and sometimes gossip with a friend, I feel like the connection is fading away. Please share any tips or similar situations with friends you may have had with moving, going to college, graduating, dating Joe now as a priority, etc. Thank you. And I love your podcast and how real you are with all your followers. I respect the hell out of you, girl. Thank you so much, Olivia. This is actually such a good question because I feel like I've had similar situations to this over the course of my life. Of course, I have I have a particular friend that I've been friends with for over a decade. And at one point in our lives, we were very close. And 
I'll see her every now and then like we'll text when something big happens, but I feel as if we did just drift away. And I want to make clear there though, that for me, I don't feel the need to reconnect with her as often as I used to like to kind of talk to her just because I feel like it's kind of faded away. I feel like we see each other when we see each other, kind of how you're talking about right now. And I just kind of let it be, but it's not out of like pride or not wanting to reach out to her on purpose because I feel hurt about us not talking. Like it just kind of naturally faded. And of course I feel like we both feel like we have love for each other and we will support each other when we see each other, but it just hasn't been a priority for either of us. And we do try to reconnect, you know, every so often text about something big and show some interest in each other's lives. So I think that's totally normal. I also have a friend that I was friends with for probably five or six years that ended a little more abruptly because it was somewhat of a misunderstanding and a very aggressive drunken response to said misunderstanding that kind of painted me in a bad light when there wasn't a bad light to paint me in. And it was so aggressive and mean that I was like, I was thinking, do I reach out to this person later and be like, Hey, like, just wanted to talk about this. I know it happened like almost a year ago now, but like, I hope there's no animosity here. Like, you know, this is just not true. It's pretty standard. I'm I'm speaking cryptically here, but I'm trying to give you as much information as I can without like spilling the beans on like other people's lives. There was untrue information shared that was taken very emotionally and specifically drunkenly by someone else. And it turned into this whole thing. And I replied the best that I could being understanding and stuff. But I was like, maybe I should text her or try to contact her on the base of our friendship when she's like chilled out and not like drinking right now and not like heated, you know? And to be honest, I was so offended. I'm not really get offended that much. I was so offended by the manner in which I was approached and how ridiculous the claims were that I was like, I could do that. But honestly, like I don't care to. So it's a situation where I just kind of let it fade out because of the way that I was approached. And I just didn't feel good committing to that type of person anymore. And if I'm honest with myself, myself and that person have not been super close leading up to this. I would say for about two years, we just had really faded away in our mentalities and the things that we prioritize and the kind of people that we are. I feel like I just switched into a new zone of my life and I moved on from certain things. And I feel like we were just holding on to this because of our history, but we didn't honestly have that great of a connection anymore. So those are two examples I can give you from my own life. One that was like, I, I love and respect my friend of over a decade and it's just naturally phased out. And we do try to make sense of reconnecting. And then there's another one that was a little more hostile and a little more like, I genuinely don't really love that energy. And if had we been super close and besties around the time that that happened, I feel like maybe it would have been different. So those are my two that I can kind of relate to you with. What I'm going to say for your situation is seems like it leans a little more towards the first example I gave. And with things like this, I feel like it's okay to let things fade out, but I wouldn't not reach out based on like pride or being offended that she hasn't reached out to you. Cause it seems like you do want to keep this relationship in your life. And maybe it just you know, kind of how I talked about my friendship as an adult episode. Um, again, don't know what number that one is either, but it's in there. It's like how to navigate 
adult friendships, maybe the way that your relationship looks just ends up looking different. Maybe, you know, you live in different States, you're living your own lives. You're you've known each other for a really, really long time. And you both clearly seem to respect each other and things are quote fizzling out, but I would still make it a priority to connect over very important things in life because it seems like you do want this connection with this person. And I would absolutely reach out. What I try to do is try to reach out to my friends, like my friend I was telling that I've known for a decade that we don't really talk that much. When I think about her, I do reach out to her. I'll text her and say, hey, I was thinking about you today. Like, what's new? Like, we'll have a quick catch up. And I feel like we're both on the same page with like how deeply we dive into that. And then again, like when I come home for like my high school reunion this year, I think I'm my 10th year reunion this year, which is insane. When I come home for that, I will make it a point to see her. When I usually go home, like to see my family, I will make it a point to see most of my friends from home, from my hometown and kind of go out and be social and stuff like that. So maybe your, your friendship just looks different, but I wouldn't hold a grudge about her not reaching out. And I wouldn't let that stop you from you reaching out because you can only control what you can control. And if it seems like you want this person to be in your life, I think you should definitely reach out to her. Okay. Moving on to question number two. So this question is from Liz. She says, how do you manage balance between work, a relationship and a social life without getting burnt out or having to give up one or more of those areas? I often find myself putting more effort into my work life than other aspects. When I try to see my boyfriend, I feel as though I'm always tired Same goes for my social life. I never know how to properly balance it all. I feel as though I'm always going to need to give up the social part of me, which seems lame. Also, how do I tell my boyfriend that I'm too tired to hang out after without being a total bummer? I feel like it's hard to tell someone when you're feeling low energy and don't want to participate after you already made plans. That was a full rant full of many questions, but I would love some advice or feedback or just some thoughts in general. Thank you so much for being someone I feel is very genuine and having a great online presence. Thank you, Liz. I'm going to be honest here. I've never been able to manage all three of those things. I feel like my moving around pretty frequently has changed that, but I do notice when I'm prioritizing work, basically every single thing gets put on the back burner besides work because my work takes so much time. If I really want to like dive into it and make the most of it, which is what I did in Los Angeles for six years. And I decided, okay, I'm a workaholic. I'm like a freak at this point. I will say I was being social too. And sometimes for me, it's like two of the categories get the attention that they need. And one of them always wanes. Like, I don't know how people will balance it all. I think maybe the key to all of this is a very specific scheduling and like working smart, not more and really being there when you are with your friends or with your significant other and just really trying to prioritize them, knowing that trying to prioritize three things at once is really overwhelming. So if you feel overwhelmed, that's absolutely normal and things can kind of, you know, come as the priority and go as the priority as what feels natural. Sometimes in your work, you're going to have more of a lull maybe, and you focus more on your friends or you're going to have a lull in relationship. You're going to focus more on your friends or work. Maybe you just got into a relationship. It's the time to focus on your relationship, or maybe your relationship's going through something and it's really the time to focus on your relationship. So I was on a panel a few years ago with Jamie O'Bannon, and she is actually the CEO of Beauty Bio, which they have a whole range of really amazing beauty products. And I think her husband is also CEO as well. And she has kids, she has friends, she has a husband, and she has this crazy job where she is in like full (laughs) 
power mode. She's like in charge of everything. She's a fucking boss. And she spoke about balancing her life in all of these different areas. And I remember this specifically because it was such a simple answer. And it's the thing I already said, she schedules like crazy. So she schedules in time with her kids and really prioritizes that time. And she said, if like she has to choose something like her kids are coming first, which makes a lot of sense. She schedules in time for her husband, but it's just very specific scheduling, which can be daunting and exhausting. Um, but if you want to get everything in, it's, the easiest way to do so. And I'm type A, I'm a scheduler. So I kind of like this whole thing. And like, I like making plans and definitely takes like the sporadic, like spontaneous element (laughs) out of things, but it does allow you to prioritize a lot of different things at once. So that is one tangible tip I have for that kind of situation. I will say, I do know it's overwhelming and I think it's totally normal to be killing it in one or two areas and not so much in the other. So you're normal. That's totally normal. Do not feel bad about that. In terms of telling your boyfriend that you're too tired to hang out without being a total bummer, I would try to always lead with love here and understanding and ask really genuinely and kindly for his understanding and kind of explain your position. I think in relationships, it's so easy for us to get rejected and start feeling rejected by our partner if they don't want to spend as much time with us as we want to with them, things like that. I hear about that all the time. And I'm here to tell you, I do that too. So I know from like a point of view of someone who would want more time for themselves, like for example, if I was your boyfriend in this situation, I would really appreciate like kind of an explanation, not trying to like give excuses and explain your way out of having to do something you don't want to do, but really lead with like love and connection and just be like, listen, here's the deal. Like I reassure him, you know, I love you. You're the best. I'm with you for a reason. I'm really sorry that I'm feeling this way. I don't want to feel this way, but here's what's going on. And I just really need my time sometime to relax. Maybe we could do something that doesn't involve like a lot of crazy plans or something. Cause you can always relax with your boyfriend. Like that's always on the table. And that's kind of like the built-in person for you to relax with and chill with. So I would recommend doing more things like that. And then you know, maybe he likes more activity-based things, dates, maybe try to pencil those in as a priority and making sure that you're respecting him and his time and his efforts and what he wants while also respecting yours and what you need right now for yourself. But I would say the stuff before you're making plans consistently, because there's nothing worse than making plans all the time. And then always flaking on the plans. Like I think from his perspective, that could be really annoying just for basic, like he could be doing something else kind of thing and make his own plans if you're going to uh, flake. But I would be really open and honest and direct when you're communicating that, you know, asking for his understanding and giving him some reassurance. All right, we're moving on to question three. So we'll say this girl's name is Ellen. Okay. Ellen says, love you in the pod so much. Now getting into my situation. I met this guy sophomore year of college and we immediately kicked it off. That was before I found out he was sort of dating another girl at a different school. I called it off, but then somehow he always pops back into my life and I take the bait. Him and the other girl are done. I can't seem to shut him out completely. I'm an upcoming senior now and we still hook up about once a month. I know I suck and I should stop because he truly never sees anything with me, but he keeps giving me false hope that I somehow believe is real. How do I once and for all stop? It's just hurting me. And as someone who has never really had a boyfriend before, it sucks because I really just want to be loved. Please help. 
listen, we've all been in a situation like this before. College breeds these situations because you're around the same people over and over and over again. So it's easy to fall back into someone. I think like it's literally the easiest place to fall back into someone because they're literally right there. And everyone has like social time available and you're all going out, you're all drinking. Everyone's getting a little bit saucy. You want to hook up with someone you're seeking some kind of connection. I totally know how that goes. One thing I will say is I feel like in these situations, one day you just wake up and you're like, fuck it. I'm done. Like you could be pining over someone. Cause I'm speaking from experience, pining over them. And you just wake up one day and you're like, I literally don't feel anything. And I don't know what causes that. I think there must be some level of, I don't know if it's self-worth or what, but I just know that like I had this experience. I talked to a guy when I was like a senior in high school and a freshman in college. And I feel like we were just like back and forth and it was never really going to be a serious thing. And I really did give way too much attention to him and like our situation. And he controlled my emotions in part. And what actually ended up happening is I felt so over it. And then like two months later, I met the best guy in the entire world who showed me what a man should treat a woman like. And he showed me what, you know, even at a young age, I think he was like 22, 21, 22, it looked like to be respected and to be loved and to be almost put on, I don't want to say a pedestal because that sounds bad, but like really, really respected and adored is the thing I would say. And I wouldn't have met him. I don't think I would have been open to that had I not made that final decision to get this other guy out of my life. And I think sometimes when you're in situations like that, it can go round and round and round and round, and you aren't leaving room open for someone better to come in because you're so preoccupied with a guy like this. And it can seem like, okay, he's the one for me. Like we have this history that we've been doing this back and forth thing. And, you know, he's giving me the false hope. Again, I really just think something clicks one day and you're like, well, I fuck this guy. Like, it doesn't matter. I feel nothing anymore. And I don't know. I wish I could just give everyone like a little shot in their arm of like, I don't care juice, but it's going to happen for you on some level. I'm very confident. I feel like my friends and I always go through these motions. And then every single time after you get out of a situation like that, someone better comes along and you just be alone and relax and vibe by yourself. Do a a man cleanse. Any of my friends who are breaking up with boys right now, I'm like, seems like you need a cleanse. Like maybe just like no wieners in or around your body for a little while. Cause like get to get that bad juju out. And then the good juju comes in literally. <laughs> so that would be my advice. Like, fuck, I wish I could tell you how to induce this feeling, but I will say one key takeaway is that when you have this roundabout thing with a fuck boy, it seems in your life, you're blocking out other men who are really great from coming in. And I truly wholeheartedly believe that. And that's the information I have for you. That's the best tip I can give you in this situation. All right. Question number four, and this is the last question of the episode. It's a kind of a short episode today. So this is Kate. She says she gave a fake name and she gives fake names throughout this. So thank you, Kate, because I always need like a subject. I feel like I I just don't like, I like to give my ASCII a name. So I appreciate that. And I appreciate you changing everyone's names. Feel free to do that y'all and your ASCP submissions. So she says, okay, queen, love your podcast and you, you've helped my self-care so much. So a couple of months ago, I moved across the country for a job and I've been doing long distance with my boyfriend on and off of six years. Luke, fake name. Okay. <laughs> he has never treated me well, fully. 
He's cheated on me. Being an asshole doesn't respect my time, et cetera. And all my friends that I've made and my therapist here and my new city all say I should break up with him. But he's been acting better and I've never been good with breaking up with guys. And I just don't know what to do because I also don't want to hurt him. I also don't know if I should do it over text or FaceTime because I'm not visiting home anytime soon. I personally do want to be single this summer and meet a guy who will actually treat me right, but I have no idea how to go about breaking up with him. I'm 23 and finished college last year, so I feel like I just need to start my adult life without him. Thank you, Kate. So obviously you're going to break up with him because you're already like, okay, well, I don't know if I'm going to do it on text or FaceTime. Like, what do I do? I think, let's see, on and off for six years. I think a FaceTime is in order for sure. So I'll answer that one quickly. FaceTime for sure. I've broken up with someone via FaceTime we had like a mutual split and it worked out well. I feel like it was a good way to end the relationship and texting can seem so cold. And I feel like both of us got a bit of closure from like actually talking it out and seeing like eye to eye on some things, not talking too much. Like it wasn't too long of a conversation, but it was very matter of fact. And I also want you to be single for summer when you're 23 years old and you just got out of college and you're in a new city. Like that sounds like the fucking best situation to be in. You know, I always preach about that. If you're new here, you can go listen to episode 20. I do remember that one, how to live your best single life. Maybe it get you in the mood for all of this. So obviously I always trust a therapist. Like if my therapist knows a lot about my life and like my boyfriend and how it's, you know, being handled by me and my friends who I do respect and love, I feel like it is time to pull the trigger again. It can be so much easier said than done. And I know it's daunting to feel like you're going to hurt somebody And I think you can walk out of this with your head held high because you've obviously stuck around for some behaviors that weren't so wonderful, Um, especially when you're with someone that young and then you stay with them for that long. I understand like that could be really, really hard to kind of remove that person from your life, but I think you deserve it. I think you're right to want to have a fresh start in your adult life and there's no better time than now. And it kind of seems like you're already like kind of planning for the breakup. So I am behind you. We're all behind you. You're making the right decision. If your therapist says so, your friends say so. I believe them wholeheartedly. And I think the FaceTime is the way to go. And we're all with you on this, Kate. Fake name, Kate. I do like that you're trying to respect him even after he's been pretty much an asshole over the years. And you seem like you have a huge capacity for forgiveness and giving people grace and having faith in people to be a better version of themselves, which is such a gift to give to the world. And you are seem like you're just a great person. Sometimes I think people who like take back people who treat them like this could, you know, might see themselves as weak or other people might tell you that. I don't think that's the case. I think it's all about your perspective and the way you look at it. And I think you have obviously some wonderful, beautiful strengths that will serve you really well in a relationship that actually really works out for your life and makes you feel free. Another thing I will say is, like I said, for the last question, the more you're going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with a guy who's maybe not the best for you, the more you're blocking out what you want, which is seems to be love and a guy that treats you correctly. So he's out there. There are so many men on this planet. Sometimes we get so fixated. And I think that if you want it, it's coming to you. And with your seemingly with your personality, I feel like you totally deserve it. And I feel like you're going to get there one day, hopefully, hopefully soon after you break up with this guy. But I do recommend single girl summer, maybe even a year, two years, you know, whatever, don't rush into anything, but I think you do deserve love and you seem like a person who gives it well. So I think you're going to kill it. Proud of you. 
All right, y'all. And that is the end of today's episode. This was a quick in and outer. I kind of just like getting my update with y'all, chatting a little bit, maybe complaining a little bit about my life and then answering your questions. That was one, two, three, four, done. And I feel like they all had like a similar vein in them. And I also really just appreciated the tone of everyone who asked these questions. I feel like y'all all seemed just really cool and normal and like genuine and kind people. So thank y'all so much for writing in and sharing a little bit of your life with us. I'm sure some people listening can relate to that. And I really appreciate your question. And with that, I am going to go lay down. My period cramps are absolutely murdering me from the inside. Like this should be illegal. And I'm so tired. It is, I'm recording this on Monday on Memorial day. And I feel like it's just like such a lazy day to like kind of lay around honor those who fought, you know, as veterans in war and lost their lives, uh, fighting in war. Of course, I need to make that comment. I'm a military brat, so I have to say something about that, but I'm using today just to relax and kind of lay low a little bit and get my life in order. Lots of stuff is going on in our apartment right now. And we are just trying to like settle here in DC, like I said, a million times. And I feel like Joe and I both needed a day to just sit and do nothing. So this has been great. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. Again, if you guys want to submit an ask P question or an ick or a juicy confession, like a secret that you've been wanting to share with someone, please do so. You can find all the links in the description. You can also find where to follow me on social media in the description, meaning like YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. I'm pretty active on all of those. And I hope you'll go watch my YouTube video about my move into DC because I want you all to see my apartment so you know where I'm talking to you from. I have some really wonderful ideas for episodes coming up here, hopefully with some friends and some just leaders in certain areas that I would like to know more about. And I'm really excited to speak with also some more dear media talent as well. So thank you all for listening. Come find me on social media and I will talk to y'all next week. Thank y'all so much for listening to today's episode. You can catch a new episode of Note to Self every Thursday. Please, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the good stuff. I always want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review if you have a sec. Follow Note to Self on social for all the behind-the-scenes action and more info about the show at NTS by PS on Instagram and at Note to Self Pod on TikTok. And I'll talk to y'all next week.